tuned in to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. It's Wednesday. It's high noon. I'm excited to Zoom a poetry reading from Glasgow, Scotland. It's the Choose Poetry, Choose Life. Stay inside, everyone. And uh, we're going to jump into that in just a second. Hey, enjoy some music. Thanks for joining us. It's May 20th. 2020-5-2020, and we're going to come back with an awesome poetry reading, international comics, comics, oh god, I'm so sorry, poets, <laughs> not comics, poets, international poets from all over the world, zooming in together, uh, It's it was so fun last week, and they're just so great, and everyone's so like respectful in the Zoom room, it's so the opposite of anything comedy, in comedy you have to like purposely mute people because they're doing their own thing. And in poetry, everyone's engaged. It's really fun. <laughs> so I hope that you join us here today. We're going to be uh, Zooming this. It's going to be some great stuff. Thanks so much to Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon. And we'll be right back. on Mutiny Radio, just so you know. Don't worry, I won't let any dead air happen. Uh, there we go. I guess I'm, I'm muted. Yay! We're live. Just letting you know that you're plugged in to the, the streamosphere for the show. And, you know, let me know when you're, what, what's going on and ready and I can play music and sweet. Yay! Yeah, um, like, if you could, if you can just play music for a little bit, then. Yeah. Well, um, I'll just try and get a bunch of people together. Absolutely. Cool. Do, 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 do. Hey, so you heard it here first. We're going to be right back after this. We're going to play a little music. I am going to continue playing um, The Morning Train. It's been really exciting. I've been, uh, J.D. Buell had a show here years ago, and he's an amazing human being. He has unfortunately passed on to the uh, next realm of whatever it is, but when he was here at Mutiny Radio, he created this amazing soundscape that, and oh, I was just listening to his last one that from the last hour, and he said, oh, I hope, it was the song, I hope you miss me when I'm gone, and I'm like, I miss you so much, J.D. Buell. I really, I really do. Um, so look up the morning train, uh, all of his... He is no longer with us, but all of his podcasts are, and he just had a great taste in music, and he was a really great DJ and a wonderful man, and miss him a lot. So that being said, I'm going to play some Nina Simone here while we 
wait for our Zoom room to zoomity zoom zoom and get that poetry going. Uh, I made the mistake earlier. I'm an insensitive bastard. I didn't realize um, how cities, well, I guess in every country, would be like how we treat our each other here, like San Francisco versus L.A., and I accidentally said something. It was Edinburgh. It's Glasgow. It's Glasgow. And I guess they're, obviously, they're totally different cities, and I'm an, I'm an ignorant, insensitive beast. But we're going to listen to some Nina Simone, so cool. And then there's going to be poetry. I'm really excited to read some of my new poems. Oh, they're so, ugh, I'm, I'm a 14-year-old girl. Sung by Lead Belly, and it was written for his friend. He had a friend named Blind Lemon, and they used to ride back and forth on a train from somewhere in Texas. I learned this tune from a record I heard by him. Silver City Bound I'm Silver City Bound I'm gonna tell my little baby I'm Silver City Bound I'm gonna meet Blind Lemon Gonna ride on down Silver City Bound I'm Silver City Bound I'm gonna tell my little baby I'm Silver City Bound I'm gonna meet Brian Lemon Gonna ride on down Take me by the hand Take me 
We were cracking on. Is that the? Is that how? Is that the? That's, that's the Scottish way to say it. Crack, cracking on means a little bit different uh, where, I, where I live in the Tenderloin. Everyone's cracking on, but in a totally different way. They're like walking down the street, cracking on, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah, introduce what's going on. Woohoo! Yay! Choose Poetry, Choose Life. Um, yeah, so this is Choose Poetry, Choose Life. Um, it was born out of the Stay at Home Fringe Lit Fest, uh, run out of the University of Glasgow. Erin uh, and I have been doing it for, I think this is like the fourth week now. Um, what we're trying to do is just create a safe space where people can come together and share poems, prose. We might have something a little bit um a little bit different to that as well tonight, but I'm not gonna say anything. Um for now. Um no pressure by the way. <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, um we just want to create a space where people can come and share whatever they've created and feel like we can do it in a in a positive, encouraging environment. Um and Pam was lovely enough to have us on last week uh, on Mutiny Radio. And that was awesome. Um, and, and we're back again this week. Um, 
must be pretty weird being over there and just hearing a bunch of like English and Scottish people just starting to do poetry on the radio. Oh, it's um, it's super fun, and um, you know, I have such a vivid imagination that I masturbate to podcasts. So all the different accents <laughs> that I need all of them. I'm <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that's the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information at all. <laughs> right, okay, so um I'll do right, cool. That's just a message from Mandy. Um hi Mandy. Hello. Um so I'll start us off with a little poem and then we'll just jump around in there and see you go when people wanna go. Um Right, so this is uh, one I wrote a little while ago um, based on a, a fictional, semi-factual night out or a series of nights out. Uh, it's called Dorman. We crossed the road and like rabbits in headlights, we froze, watching on as the bouncer bloodied his knuckles on the face of a once mouthy man in his mid-thirties. So it was ID at the ready, just in case he was the kind not to need an excuse. I went first, both to get it out the way and to make sure nobody bottled it before we got in. It was a quick, polite and insignificant experience, like a first fuck with far less planning and a lot more nerves. But then it was done. We had made it. We were in. Who wants to take the bullet first? I will if you want. Can you hear me? Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah. Um, do you want to do a bit of where I'm from? And yeah, introduce yourself, yeah. Yeah, my name's Karen Middleton, and I'm just down the road from Andy in a bit of Durham, UK. That's UK. And I've got three poems here for you. Um, one's about bullying, one's about suicide, and I'm starting off with a bit happier one because I've got a depressing subject. And this one called Over One and Nine from Suicide. I do not like this COVID thing. I do not like social distancing. I do not like to wash before I shop. I do not like to wash before. I do. I do not like talking to people not in the same room, but I would like to see some growth too. And I think I'm going mad. And is it soon a song by that black? I do not like in ages, in six foot stages, up to my local store, to walk through a newly cleaned local door and stand on a newly cleaned local floor. To find there's no lures left in the store. Because they've been sold to the man before. I do not like panic buyers making this fuss. Who thinks they've got more bums than us? I do not like getting dressed. I do not like it, it makes me vexed. I'm not impressed. But I must admit there are bits I like. Just this, just this. I just like me, you like to sit and sit 
and watch TV. Imagine Katie is the love and mask. Staying in, not coming out, until we're asked. Then I stunk the sauce. I stunk it quick. Although I do not like this virus, <coughs> I and there's baggy, and it will make a change for my holy trackies. Yes, I thought, I stunk it through. This will give me something to do. And besides, I think my PJ should go on the washing line soon. But no matter how hard I tried and tried, my Levi's just wouldn't fit me inside. Well, just my luck, I thought. My jeans had only gone and shrunk. And as I think a light-hearted one, the other two are not quite so light-hearted. This one's about bullying. Um, I, we've got an advert here, but there's a pack of wolves, and it's about bullying. I don't know if anybody's seen it. And this is when I wrote this. It's called Clickety Click. I was thin and tall, not attractive at all. All with one hand and a biscuit skin. No one cares at this. Clickety Click. Who has all the pies then? No surprise there then. No one understands now, and no one understood way back when. But what does it matter? If I get fatter, no one cares. Sticking out like a sore thumb, I was, and I still am, pretty dumb. While they were just pretty, and they knew it too, and you knew they pretty much got it in for you. Hiding in plain sight, known the unsociable, unapproachable, sister's clicks are sure to notice your size and make fun of it. Clickety click. Quick, here comes the leader of the clicks. Watch them unthinkingly fall into line. Take and play on tricky centre stages. Sitting on their Clicky, clicky thrones, comparing their clicky notes, combing their pretty, clicky hair, cascading down their pretty, clicky back there. Thinking of new clicky tricks, looking for more prey. Another kid that doesn't fit, another new starter. Quick, let's get her, clickety click. That one. And the third and final one is called No More You. When I heard what happened to you, I wished and I wished for it not to be true, but it was. And now I'm here all alone. I should have known. I should have known. I should have known. But then you should have shown. You should have shown. You should have shown. But then I suppose looking back there were clues. You never were happy, were you? 
why didn't I know? Why didn't I see? What do I do now? Now you're not here with me. No more laughing at me when I get back. No more sending me morning text. No more in your arms will I lie. No more I love you till the day I die. No more bed and seeing toes. And most of all, no more. Thanks for that, Carrie. So you might have heard somebody there. Um and they're up next. Um Sammy Rudd. Hi. Good evening. Uh, thanks, Andy, for inviting me to this literally, what, five minutes ago. Very late <laughs> edition. Sorry. But, yeah, no, I'm here. It's good. It just got mute. Uh, mute me for a second there, Andy. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I'll do a couple of poems real quick. Um, first one's sad. Second one's not. Um, both new-ish, I guess. The, the both old poems that I recently edited and finished. Uh, this first one is a, a breakup poem because I'm sad and I do those things because I am a walking cliche. It's, this is a Black Hole Star. You walk up to me and tell me that it's over. You don't see us working or something along those lines. I've stopped listening at this point as my chest collapses like a dying star, a black hole forming where my heart used to be, the rush of space, the blood in my veins, rushing to try to fill a gap that can never, never be filled again. The implosion, the linchpin, setting off an inevitable chain of events that leads to the destruction of everything at its pole, light and sound and happiness and reason, leaving nothing in its wake save for emptiness, a space waiting to be filled but that can never be full again. I'm dramatic. I'm well aware of this, but my disorder makes me feel like every slight is the end of everything. I don't have the privilege of feeling things halfway. It's all or nothing, but I'm so convinced that I'll never be right again. But I will be. And I am. Because time heals and its light reveals that everything has the potential of changing and improving. New interest sparks and old flames die. I take a breath and let it go. And I know I'll love again. Thank you. And the next one's a lot nicer. This is a lot more complicated. I apologize for that. I've just been reciting it, so I shouldn't mess it too badly. But um, this is the alliteration of affection. All of my attentions are fixed to an angel, alleviating awkwardness and abashly acclimating to airy effervescence. But before I bore you with the basic banalities of breaking boundaries of brilliance, I have a bone to break. I see cleverness confounded, 
Closeness compounded. Compassion completely coated in cheerful, charming character. Dazzling daring. Dabbling in decadent debauchery to devastate the sound dandies in broad daylight. Easily engaged. Endearing, enigmatic, existential excellence to ease each eager effect emotional effort. You favor the fortunate, frequent feeling of fearless flexibility. Fiercely focusing on the fun, firm, fervor to fully feature finally, gentlemen. Generally generate giant gaps in generosity, but they hesitate when you highlight that the handsomeness hardly hides the habit of hammering down on his hopefuls with haste. In this instance, ignore his iridescent intellect in favor of investing in international interpersonal interlocking initiatives and impress the importance of improvement. Just eject the jealous, jumped-up jurisdiction and enjoy jamming up the jaws of a jaded geriatric predilection. I'm keen to keep your kindness king and kneel before your knowledge. Blocking luscious, lustful lips and legs and limbs with longing. Many merry, moonlit, marital moments might matter. Never any negativity that's nullified in no time. Omnipotent optimism overwhelmingly obliges. A paragon of peaceful patience and personality. Quickly quadruples quirky queen-like qualities. Radiant, irrefutable, reverence reserved for royalty reverted. Stunning sights and a saturation of safety with a side of spectacular supporting. Tireless tolerance and a tad of tasteful tact tantamounts terrific temperance. Unimpeded understanding under unwavering undaunting uniqueness. Vanity vanishes. Bay prize and a vehement patriotic visage, wholesome, well-balanced, wondrous, and warm. The dodocial genialities are and not xenophobic. Be around yourself, youthful, and yet zeroing in on your zealous sense of wonder and awe at the alliteration of affection. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the night. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you. I love, I love that one, by the way. Thanks. That second one. Thank you. I, I do not know how you can speak that fast. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Um, put your put your hands up if you want to go next. Oh yes. Thank you, Jane. No worries. Um, just trying to figure out which one to read now. Um, I might read. I might read two short ones and then a slightly longer one. They're all still really short. But, um, and the first two were untitled. <laughs> sorry, I always come here with half-baked stuff. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's what it's here for. That's what it's here for. So, yeah, this first one is... Um, um, it, it's just about... Um, uh, guys who manic pixie dream girl, girls and how they view them as kind of like objects rather than subjects. He is so consumed by his emptiness that he fails to see the gaping void between her pre raphaelite breasts or the manic racing thoughts inside her head of glorious curls. Gazing into the mirrors of her eyes, like Narcissus in the pond, he falls into the glassy vision and she is nowhere to be found. And this next one's about, again, untitled, it's about um, silence, when silence makes you feel uneasy. I've lost months, years, in that familiar fog. More than once, I've dragged myself out from the spaces in between 
gasping for air in blank footnotes, swallowing gulps of silence, truly lost in the dot dot dots, drowning in dissonance. The raft is within reach, strewn with words and touches, but I can never quite grasp it. Thank you. And and then this next one is called uh, Morality Light, and it's about spontaneous acts of kindness, how valuable they actually are. Make your own mind up, but you'll see how I feel. Um, your spontaneous random acts of kindness reek of a zeitgeist of willing blindness. When you feel peckish for virtue, you take a bite. That, my friend, is Morality Light. Spare change here, thoughts and prayers there. You tell yourself that you really do care. But discarding coins in that empty paper cup is just a quick fix ego picked up. While what you do is so very small, you argue that it's better than nothing at all. I have to agree, you're technically right. But can't we set the bar higher than morality light? It's not your fault, you say, it's the world we live in. Everyone is too busy and stretched so thin. I retort, what we need is systemic change. And you stare at me like I am deranged. So you go on with your life and you ultra your altruistic bursts and face the other way when faced with the worst. After all, why struggle and shout and protest and fight when you can soothe your soul with morality light? Thank you. Children's Thank story. You. You I love that. <laughs> you need a cartoon version. Because I'd, I'd heard, I, de I definitely heard the first one. Oh, this, I think I'd heard the first two, but I'd, I definitely haven't heard the third one. But that, that, that was good. I like that. Um, so, next, we're going to have something a bit different. Is that cool? Um, yeah. So, um, on Sunday night, it was the end of the stay-at-home fringe lit fest, and against better judgment, I stayed up till two o'clock and drank a lot. Um, but me and Aaron were planning where we wanted to go with this, um, and we came up with the idea of like every week having um, like a musical guest on, um, and I I came up with that idea. Mostly so I could get Lauren on here, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, honestly, just play for as long as you want. <laughs> Seriously, just um, just just go for it. Like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Lauren Stones. Oh, thank you. <laughs> right, I'll, um, I've, got, I've got myself set up. Yeah, hello, hello. Right, snake share on my face. Woo! <laughs> that was pretty flat, me. Right, um, I'm gonna start off with some piano ones that I've written in lockdown. So this one's called Jailbait. Just get everything turned around. So 
Next one I've got is called Eddie. It's from a book I've started reading. I haven't finished it yet. Called It's Me, Eddie by Eddie Limonov. But I've only read like the first few chapters because then I got bored and started writing the song. <laughs> Not that the book's boring. I just uh, got inspired and then I never picked up the book Bible again. So. Uh... <laughs>
next one I'll go for some ukulele, might as well. And then I'll finish on the most recent piano one I've written. This one's called Break Room. It's about a job I used to hate, but thankfully I'm no longer doing that job anymore. My voice is going a bit, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to soldier on. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the piano because uh, it's, it's become my, um, I've been cheating on the ukulele quite a lot in lockdown, mainly because I can't, I can't carry the piano out, so I thought I'd take, a, take a, the advantage of the situation. This one's called Black Sheep. Thank you. 
was all from me. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lauren. That was yeah. awesome. Thank I'm you. like, I'm, st I'm still not used to you playing piano. Like, I'm, I'm just used <laughs> to the uke. But like, uh, like, cause next time, open mic when the background. Yeah, because I mean, I, I think I, when Jailbait came out, I got that. Um, like I've heard that before. Um, yeah. But now nah, I'm, I'm loving it. Like, is it? Um, do you have any? Are they on your Bandcamp? Um, I think I've got only piano ones on my Bandcamp at the minute. Actually, I need to record the ukulele ones, but it's a bit hard because I can't plug it in properly. So I need to get it recorded properly for the ukulele. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. Drop, drop your Bandcamp link in the chat. I will do. If, if not for anyone else, for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, thank you for that. Cheers. Beth, are you okay going up next? Yep, cool. I'll pop you on the screen. Hello. Yep. Hi. <laughs> Good evening from my weird little cubby hole above the stairs. <laughs> Am I very kind of grainy? Mm -mm. No, I'm good. It's no, all right because it's, it's super dark in here. And also, but if I put my specs on, I can't, like, I'm, you're getting all the glare. It's very foxy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm coming at you from the Isle of Ely in Cambridgeshire this evening. Down in that weird sticky out bit. On the side. Um, I've got three pieces for you tonight. I've got a feeling I might have read one of them before, but I'm not sure. Not this one, though. This is called, uh, the first one's called This Is Not Wonderland. It's a long, slow fall, this. Words slipping through my fingers like smoke. I'm watching my own descent recognizing only the sensation of air on skin, the year chipping at my sides like roots in the soil, nicking and scraping as I pass. Keep my hands busy and I won't hear the clamor of everything that comes after. Keep my ears full and I will carry it all longer than expected. Tread the route and carry on. But I will break on a Monday Landing at the bottom in a shower of sparks, quickly dampened by the tears that follow, emptying enough to fill this rabbit hole. I knew before. I thought it was outside until I fell in. This is not Wonderland. No one is watching their time here but me. <laughs> so, um... I commend to you the poet, my friend, uh, Stuart Carswell. Um, at, uh, in a workshop at the end of last year, we were encouraged to write a poem after uh, a poem by our a favourite poet. And Stuart is genuinely one of my favourite poets, as well as being a, my fellow event host and an all-round good person. He wrote a beautiful poem called The Wedding Present. It's in his book, Knots and Branches, which you can get from him. Please buy it from him, because, yeah, buy books from living poets. It's called Rooted. You gave me this gift, 
And though I thought it was strange, I did as you asked, and it grew. For a while I didn't notice in my season of babies and busy, it too was sprouting, leafing, unfurling, quietly producing the wings of its strength in my noisy garden, where they ran in circles and I sat in a daze. He came and went each day, sometimes pulling weeds or setting lights in the branches. And the woods near our home started to pull me towards them. On the turn from the school run, pulled by the dog, I came home to find leaf prints on my skin. Years turned, and so did children into trees, growing faster than my hands, their arms spreading into a copse of their own. When the time came, we buried the dog and loosed the oak from its pot by the door, one growing from the other, earth back to earth. Now I stand in the last lights of the day, and the forest has reached for its own, antlers and ears twitch in the dust. Tree seasons have taught me to bend in the wind and the rain and the sun. Um, you're like books, right? Yeah, we're good. Okay, good, because otherwise this one is really not going to make any sense. <laughs> Thanks, Mandy. Um, this is called Shelter. You've got a lot of books then. There's a rustling. As every page stands to attention, is that an observation? Or a subtle accusation and the look in their eyes is it hunger or confusion that the books the books are listening where you have learned to put away the tacit judgment that has grown like weeds in seven years your yes is a flattened confession your childhood delight turned to rubble they've only come to collect clothes you're only polite because it's raining and this underlines everything you fear at worst. Exchange over. You close the door and retreat. In the shelves, the susurration heightens. Gardening and home care take the first shots. Clean those, prune those thoughts, clean them away. Art and fashion follow with, who does she think she is anyway? This word war is not just words. From their high vantage, the rescue books are hurling plates and dropping flower bombs, while poetry and playwrights shout direction from the edges. Verbs flying, cutting to the bone. Fiction fires the arrows, casts the Patronus, divides your attacker with a subtle knife. A cavalry rides out on skeletal steeds, skirting the battle with their heads held high. The ring of swords as warrior and dragon both go forth, and the teddy bears of legend lead favourites to the fray. And you, you have climbed the stairs, been welcomed by the open arms of theology and craft as they wrap you in soft blankets of liturgy and wool. You turn away to dream while the battle rages on, it's the stories in the real lives pour storms from the first floor, rattling their spears of experience and restoration. 
you rise, sensing a gentle shift. Some call it clutter. You call it self-defense, preparation, vaccination against the bitter stings of life. You've always known salvation could come from books. You've got a lot of books then. Not nearly. Or maybe. Just enough. Thank you so much, Beth. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, what I was thinking, um, how are you still muted? I believe, I believe I'm muted. Uh, yeah. Hey. I think I can unmute myself. See if I can work this out. Hey, you're listening yeah, to Mutiny Radio. Yeah, Pam's still muted. Still yeah. muted on my screen. Hey, there we go. Hi, listening cool. to Mutiny Radio. We're still going. Super cool poetry. Um, yeah, what's going on? Cool. Um, would you mind playing some music for like till nine? Or sure. Until night? Yeah, till one o'clock. Yeah. Great. We'll take yeah. a... We'll take a little break. We'll be right back with the second hour of poetry from Glasgow, Scotland and beyond. We've been hearing music too. It's been a lot of fun. Here we go. Men cluster to me like moss around the flame. And if their wings burn, I know I'm not to blame. And if their wings burn, I know I'm not to blame. Falling in love again, and never wanted to. What am I?
As we're getting ready to go back to poetry reading. Yay! In about two minutes, we'll be back. And uh, stay tuned to mutinyradio.fm. Oh, hey, if you're on mutinyradio.fm, press that donate button. Yay! Or you can always give us money in Venmo. I don't understand how, like, the world works with money, but send some of those digital digits my way at Mutiny Radio. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> I don't know how any of that works. Uh, more music. Yay. And all when leaves begin to fall. And the love's burning 
following a rainbow would transform me into a butterfly. I am in balance, chemically challenged. Too much of one, not enough of the other. If I tilt to one side, I will be lost forever. So I consume, and I am consumed by these pills of many colours, as if swallowing a rainbow would transform me into a butterfly. Thank you. Uh, do I, thank you very much. Um, do I have time for one more, Andy? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so this is another one that, uh, that I wrote the other, read the other night um, for Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, trigger warning, there's a slight um, mention of uh, drug abuse in it. It's, it's, not, it's not too heavy. It's called How to Make a Broken Child. A child born with an affliction thanks to mummy's drug addiction doesn't know his dad to miss him another stint in Durham prison. He hasn't raised, he's more like dragged up, mummy's on the sofa fucked up, face patched up with thick concealer, got a pasting from her dealer. Next door neighbour, she gets nervous and so she calls the social service, says the boy's just running wild. This is how to make a broken child. Little boy goes to school, he hates discipline, routine and rules. The teachers just can't comprehend why he's all so angry, why he can't make friends. Every day is a battleground as little boy throws his fists around. The local authority get concerned. Some lessons just can't be unlearned. They hold a meeting, they seal his fate. Mainstream schooling slams its gates. Another day, another rejection for a child who's never known affection. His carers want a diagnosis. Psychologists say severe psychosis. His GP fills him full of pills, but isn't that how mummy got her thrills? Little boy fell through the system. No one cared and no one missed him. Now prison guards have marked his file. This is how to make a broken child. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. I really, I really love those. Um, the ones that you did at uh, Sammy's event the other day. Oh, cheers, thank you. That, that was such a good event as well. Um, ah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, it, was, um, it was. So, up next, assuming we don't have connection problems, um, it should be Natalie. Um, can you hear Hello, us, Natalie? can you hear me? Hello, can hey. you hear me? Yep. Great, right. So I'm reading these actually standing outside in the street because my connection problems in my flat so bad. So hopefully a crowd of people won't start to stand around. So I will start <laughs> with the first poem is the acute admissions ward. If silence were a building, it would be a mental hospital during the Christmas holidays when you are told you cannot leave. I'm told a house is waiting out there in silence with a nurse and an alarm. We are dissociates in flowered pajamas who lick our wish food. Our faces are mineral in color. This silence is blue rain stirring the dirt in our brains. The silence of long sleep 
the silence of thick shells, the silence of white pills. Silent is the taste of tongue, teeth and lips mangled inside a star where thoughts are cut soft and grey at the root. Tardis, Venezia, nooses and matches. Okay, just checking you can still hear me. Yep, we can. Great, excellent. Okay, so I'm going to read the next one, which is a bit more gentle, called The Hush. The pine limbs sleep silent under snow. The cattle-like creatures. The dead listen. Shrouded by cornstalks, they stand in wrath. I light a candle and watch the smoke curl until it twists into moss. They whisper before they leave for good. It is ink black and the room has tightened. I am disturbed by your absence, numb as a bury fallen in snow. I hear the tide of the corn, the last dull vowels of the dreamer. Thank you. So, um, thank you. So, I'm going to read another one if I've got time to read another one. Do I have time, Andrew? Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay, cool. And um, okay. So, I'll read one called In Remembrance. We fashion a memorial to our daughter. She is dead a year this fall. A heart shaped plaque a card with her name. Then on this dark day, we try to grow her again. We make sacrifices. The lung is my brother's still warm. This I, it is myself. Grandad's heart is here, industrial red. I slice off his shaking hands for her too. We have a scapula a hip bone, a lip. I sop up the blood, rinse out my mouth. Her face is stitched from the cheeks of her sisters. It is growing paler and paler. Shriveling roses turn black. She is still missing some parts. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. So I'll, um, I'll read another one if it's time. Yeah, um, definitely. Go for it. Uh, okay, thank you. Um, shelter for the abandoned fathers. The abandoned fathers stir from lamb warm sleep, their eyes blind and open, lips drinking the dust of the bedroom floor. The sun does not wait, it sinks like lead. They remain in this room, things crumpled in bags, vagrant, broken doves, imagining their sweethearts, taste, touch, the toothless laughter of their children. Hiding at the back, this father will be 13 forever, stealing glances at little sister and the bruises on her knees. She was always the pretty one with redder hair shining in queenly lace. Dread blossomed in her eyes at his stroke. 
her girlhood trembled like a ship in glass. The abandoned fathers remain in this quiet room, a wasp's nest strewn with flowers of bone. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Um, so I'll just read one more then. The little soul. There are men swimming in the lake. The water is rhythmic and orchestral when rain's face wept for weeks and there's something half heard beneath the euphony of the lake. Now a forgotten star fading away and soon the shrill bell of her voice is mine. It's not until I see my daughter slumped broken by the brink, filling her gold, that what flutters inside her finally speaks. Not a moan or a song, but something stretched gaunt, the sigh of a ghost in a sun shower. I kneel as if she is my soul, feel the dead weight of her legs, the wet mass of hair. Her face blue white and pinched as a flame, my bleat like a sheep for the dead. Thank you very much for listening to me today. Thank you. Thanks, Natalie. I'm glad um, I'm glad you could join us. Oh, uh, thank you for inviting me. Thank you, and it's really so, nice like, to hear everybody as well. Are you literally just stood outside the flat? Yes, I am. I'm standing outside <laughs> the flat, and uh, I'm just a few people walking past giving me strange looks so I'm just turning away <laughs> and hiding in the shadows <laughs> no, thank you okay thank you um so next up we'll go to Lauren again if that's cool so I'll have to there you go Oh, cheers. Thank you. Right, um, all the ones I've got left are you've been any songs. So I could do I could do three, they're pretty short. So the first one's called Is This On? No. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Right, this one's called The Boy Working at the Store.
gonna do is called it's called stuck inside a trap in my house i actually didn't write this in quarantine i wrote it two years ago and then this became <laughs> it became like life <laughs> so it's very weird that but yeah i'll just I'll do that one i might do two more if this if i don't run out of time we'll see plenty of time oh cheers <laughs> one is called I Live on a Hill. I wrote this, oh god, it must be about nine years ago, probably more than that. It was with my friend Daniel Benson. We used to be in a band called Superhero by Day. I'm trying to get that back on the go again, but with quarantine it's very hard because he lives in Gateshead and I live in Heaton. But yeah, I'll play that one. Oh, and it's about a little town called Consit. <laughs> Thank you. 
thought in something that long. Right, um, this this last one, um, it's but it's a similar poem to the train spotting poem. It's a song I wrote called OK Tory. Um, I wrote this before the general election last year. Um, but it's still very, very, what's the word, appropriate for these days as well. And uh, normally when I play this live, I, my fingers start bleeding and it's a bit horrific. But <laughs> we're on the radio. I'll just do this. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, the, um, some dogs came upstairs and um, I was attending to that, but Aww. I was listening. I have I have headphones in. Um, oh, yeah, but no, thank you. So I've heard of you playing that before, but I haven't heard it live. Um, really? Yeah, it was definitely worth the wait, though. That was awesome. I got told off for playing it live once. <laughs> it wasn't meant to. Whereabouts? <laughs> Who told you off? Oh, Garrett's head. They were like, no. Seriously? I yeah. thought that would be like, I thought they'd be cool with that. Well, it wasn't the, it wasn't the staff. It was someone in the bar complained, apparently. Ugh. So they were like, That's you shouldn't have. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's normally good there as well. Yeah. It's just one guy. It's fine. <laughs> um, oh, hang on. Where has... 
Pam, do you want to go up next? Uh, hey, sure. Let's. We can unmute I'll me. Unmute Look at that. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Unmuted. That was great. I was like, it sounded like um, Okitori sounds like Okitori sounds like a cool Japanese band, cool. right? I was like, Okitori. It's like a cool Japanese band. What is that? Okitori, Okitori. Yeah, it sounds like something delicious. I want to eat like a yakitori, like an Okitori. I'm in. Yeah. I don't know why some guy got all pissed at you. Lame. Is that it's a political party, right? At the Tories, are they a political party? See, I can figure yeah, out through context. Some... See how that works. <laughs> wow. Um, I have um, I got, I got dumb love poems. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys, uh, the group here, for indulging me. Uh, nobody here will listen to my poetry. They're like. We're just, we don't want to hear about this boy you like. You're 45. Stop being stupid. Uh, so here's a little, a quick, this a little love haiku. Uh, found a piece of sky, the color of your eyes. I imagine closeness. Oh, I got it bad. Uh, all right. Uh, this is called Youth's Veil. Boyish crumbs on, at the corner of your mouth. On an old man, I'd be disgusted. But youth, I like this veil. Sometimes it's one way until we die. This impermanence thing, this fantasy to hide behind. Color and construct more or less vast, this hoax. Age is only good for some things until I remember that I am old and only good for some things, baking cakes and drugs and baking cakes with drugs. I see why I chose darkness. Please refocus the spotlight on the coward. Okay, there's that one. Oh, I'm so vulnerable right now, you guys. I'm so run vulnerable. Okay. Uh, this is, uh, this is so sappy. I'm so sorry, but I just got to purge myself, right? Uh, this is <laughs> called Your Name. I am charging myself a quarter every time I think your name. Time to save for Greece. Bonfires on rocky beaches, waves, birds, your name. Saving every pebble more beautiful than the movie I'm writing. It's called Your Name, coming out every 37 seconds. The previews are happening now for free. It's a silly movie and only costs a quarter. Come in, watch. There's a close-up of your jaw, fingers reaching for a shiny stone. My breath is lost in the sun. I made a new language with only one word. Okay. I got two more short ones. Uh, this is called Here Not Here. We are on top of a hill, breaking laws. But who would stop you? All the confidence of so many years to come. Every second blooming pictures for my mind, eyes closed to the sun and breathing in your smell from the borrowed scarf. 
speeding. The danger starts a spot on my panties, a growing wetness of want. And I am the girl in the cool car with the cooler man. His mustache would tickle my cunt. I am here, not here, breathing faster until the bottom of the hill. Okay. This one is the last one I'll read for you, and it's about getting divorced. <laughs> I have an ex-husband. It's not a big deal. I'm not, I actually don't have a lot of weirdness about it. But I went through a breakup and then just sort of like well, ex-husband stuff came out. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, it's called Ignite. Hide just enough to stay happy. And then imagine your now ex-husband flying off the 805 interchange. If he could just miss that turn, veer too far to the right and disappear, peak to concrete, ample distance to be crushed or explode. But that's why people get divorced, so they can stop imagining the man they used to love dead because that part died somewhere before Barstow. How long to drag the corpse around, embalmed, glazed with Mary Kay inside the wheelbarrow? Yay, thanks, thanks for letting me read my poems, yay, yay. That was fucking awesome. Um, so, like, do you have those typed? at all can you like can you message me them or something sure Um, I've heard of that one. Um, yeah. 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 No, but, yeah, I get what you mean, because, like, sometimes, like, there's a poem I'm going to read later, um, and it's it's very local, um, so there's certain things in it that people might, over there, might not get, um, but I think that's a good thing about this, like, hearing different voices, and, you know, there might be that odd bit where you're like, oh, what is that, and then, I don't know, you get, you get educated on it, I don't know, but that was awesome, please, Please send me anything. Like, if, if you've got them typed, please just drop them in a message. Like, that would be awesome. That was, that was fucking good. <laughs> uh, up next, we have Jane. Sweet. Hi. Um, Hi. Okay. I've got a couple. I'll read 
I've got one. Um, I'm going to do a trigger warning because it is um, about assault and it is quite graphic. So, um, it is based on a on a real experience. Enjoy that. Right. <clears throat> when you said just a little further, I wish I had heard your rabid fervor. And in between the shadowy bricks, you spun on your heel and put your hand on my lips. I've got a knife, you angrily sneered, as reality became everything I feared. In that moment, I sobered up instantly, for my imminent death was painful clarity. As your free hand fumbled under my dress, an old memory cut through my distress. It's my time of the month, I hastily lied. It was then, I think, that your lust died. When you forced your hand between my legs, from my throat I heard no cries or begs. Just a soft voice, calm and saccharine, it must have been the adrenaline. As I felt your grubby grip begin to ease, I tried to bolt, but it was too much of a squeeze. And your hands gouged into my cheek. I don't really have a knife, I heard you squeak. With that, my anger began to rise. I ran through your scratches and garbled cries. Emerging from the darkness, I took a brick from the ground to smash your head in, it came like a round. Thank you. Sorry, traumatic, I know. Right, have a, let's have a, a better one, have a nicer one. Well, it's not nicer, but I mean, it's nicer than that. It's not hard. It's not a difficult bar to, to hit. Um, this is about um, young love and young heartbreak, basically. Youngish. I knew you when you were just a boy, shuddering underneath the hood, looking into my eyes all the way from boyhood, your puckered nipples and your budding brand. You belong to the days when nails were bitten and my eyes were their greenest. My hot voice in your soft ear would make you shudder at first, the muse of my misery. I would have torn flesh off bones for you, talons down to the quick. The hurricane swept in. I made you watch me bathe by moonlight like an ancient queen. Your heart in my unsteady hands, clinging to me like a rooting foil. But when my arms finally clasped yours, you dug in your claws and threw me away. My thoughts fractured and drunk, frozen in amber. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Um I haven't heard either of those poems. All I can say for the first one is, I hope it was a big fucking brick. It, it, was, it was a big brick, but thankfully I didn't have to use it. Oh, shit. Christ. I wish you did. Well, you never know. He might have got his comeuppance by now, who knows. Fucking hope so. Um, <laughs> it was a long time ago. Sharing. It's not fine, but thank you for sharing. All right. Um, okay, so up next we have AJ McKenna.
Okay, right. Um, okay, this is one I wrote a while ago. Um, I'm going to try and do it from memory. Uh, if I'm going to hold the thing like this, that's better because the camera on my tablet is not. Um, it's professionalism. Okay, this is called The Secrets Almost Silent That We Sang. Um, it has to start in whispers, rehearsed behind closed doors, mirror-practiced gestures, slowly savoured words, jacquard, damask, beveret, rolled and tasted on the tongue. It is always sotto voce, this song, when first it is sung. And for some, it never rises to a higher tone and pitch. For some, the song is silenced by the insults, by the fists, by a slow and steady grinding, or a sudden hateful act, by the endless daily sniping, by a world of turning backs. But I hope our song keeps growing, and I pray that it gets loud, to the point where there is no one who cannot hear its sound, to the point where every single voice that wants us quiet drowns in a never-ending chorus, in a sea of singers, proud, no more content to sit and listen, cowed to silence by the noise of those who tell us that we're twisted, who say that it's a choice, when we can no more choose these feelings then our skin can pick its shade. But there is one thing we can choose, and that's not to be afraid. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Thank you so much. Um, that's it. I'm so glad that you could join us. Um, I, have, I love your stuff, I really do. Um, so up next we have Beth. There we go. Oh, can't hear you. Hello. There you go. Okay, sorry. I thought it was weird things happening on my screen. Hello, thanks. Wow, I have to follow that. Okay, so some, I promised you some really old stuff, and so I've got some really old stuff, and I've got like probably one of the newest things that I've done, so I'm hoping that you'll indulge me with some. Um, this is called English Lessons, and it's dedicated to everybody who's ever taught me English. Words at worst are my defense against the darkness. With them, I poke both problem and perfection I pick carefully among the debris and constructions to find precisely the items required. I no longer write where there's no lines. I let my words run free, restraining repetition and claiming new vocabulary. Venal, pusillanimous, perspicacity, tachistoscope. Lessons have created loquacity. I drink words like wine. By force of habit, I edit, manoeuvre, and weigh the words I serve to those who pass my life. I brought live and uncooked words to your desk, and you made them into my friends.
um, uh, this next one is for my friend Philip, uh, who used to, when we didn't have a car, he used to drive us places, my husband and I, when we didn't have to take a shopping. A very long, rambling uh, conversation. This is from 2001. It's called Finds. And later, if they look, they will find in our collective consciousness these things. Fragments of radio drama, pages from our best love books, conversations echoes, and shopping list. Like relationship archaeology, things buried under the thunder of our talk. Snatches of acoustic songs, trips on late night roads, theology and agronomy, and teacups. Will they wonder who we were or will we be dismissed as junk if they see our thoughts on how to change the world? Phone calls made at daytime rates, electronic traces, and laughter. Right now, I have um, I have a feature set at the end of the month, and I really need to read this one one time before I do it. It's going to be the close of my set because it's for a writer's awake. It is for our most beloved and dearly, sorely missed friend. Karen was, a, was a, an advocate of writing and writers and all of the good stuff. She was bright and we miss her very much. This is called Champion. We are raw. Our faces chafed by salt, lungs taut, throats choked, yet we stand, hilltop over where you lie. I can see us, a line of those in grief who counted you, friend and teacher, conspirator, mentor, but all of everything in deepest, shining love, like you did. Pride from your face like twinkling light burning into us your belief in our capacity for power, as you had. Never doubt that you were fire, darting truth tongue, firm foot stance, direct drink, damp disturb. We will be your archers. Bows drawn with arrows flaming, fire our burning word, Shout you loud enough, so you rest as brightly as you lived. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so, I'm just going to quickly do something. If anyone has anything else to read, just um, put your hand up. Cool. Okay. So, 
this has been a very, very short notice. Um, bear with me. Yeah, so we've been quite a bit of a, a short notice. Choose Port, choose life event tonight. Um, minus Erin, um, who got some uh, a last minute deadline that she um, I think she's got till tomorrow to do whatever it was she has to do. So um, she's away working on that. Um, we will be back next week, um, probably the same time, Wednesday, uh, eight o'clock till whenever we're done. I mean, if, if this is how many people we can get with about eight hours notice, what can we do with seven days notice? Um, yeah, I, th I think um, I think it'll be. Uh, also, this clashed with a couple of events, um, as it turned out. I think um, so. You know. We'll see what happens next week, but um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to do one more, and then, if, if that's okay with everyone. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Host so, privilege, mate. Well, yeah, there is that as well. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, a few people might have heard this. Um, a couple of people also might have read it without hearing it. Um, it still doesn't have a title. Um, I wrote it sometime like late last week. Um, two seconds, just got to do both and stuff. And Sweet. Um, yeah, so this is a poem I wrote. Um, I'm driving around, I think, Friday, Saturday morning. I was driving through Sunderland City Stetner this morning, and I could see the Stadium of Light. The crest on the side of the stadium discolored sun-stained and had seen better days. I thought maybe they could put a new one up, cut the old one into pieces and auction them for charity. It made me think of how there's a brick in that stadium engraved with my grandfather's name. He passed away in 2013 and today I realised I don't think of him often enough. There's a cat in the background that's talking and it's, yeah. Anyway, there are things though that will always tie his life to mine. He was salt and vinegar crisps, Sky Sports, England cricket, and pint cans of John Smith's. I remember how when I was younger, he always got the biggest Yorkshire pudding out of everyone, baked in an individual tray and everything. I think that was the first time I felt jealousy. He was T20 finals day, he was rugby league. Though he supported Gateshead Thunder, I will always remember him watching St. Helens on TV on Sunday afternoons. When I was 14, he covered for me when I thought it would be a good idea to neck half a litre of vodka. It wasn't. He was a harbour lad, worked the docks in Seagham, a local who somehow ended up becoming a local in the workmen's club of the Scottish town I grew up in. That's just who he was. He took me to the first ever game of football played in the Stadium of Life. It was a nil-nil draw, which is probably why I ended up supporting Newcastle. It's a funny thing, though, that that very place is what brings this all back to me today. He is Caravan of Love by the House Martins. He is so powerful in his absence that he moved my ex-girlfriend to tears. She never met him, and I don't think of him enough. Thanks. Brilliant. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Oh.
Oh, thank you. You did great hosting yeah. tonight on your own and everything. Oh, thank you. It was fun. Like, not like, it's obviously fun when Erin's here. Please don't yeah. tell her I said otherwise, because I certainly <laughs> didn't. Um, you know, she's brilliant. But uh, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind jumping in and, and, and trying to do what I do. Um, but no, it, yeah, the bloody yeah, cat, honestly. The cat? He's hungry. So as soon as he's hungry, he lets everyone know and he doesn't shut up until he gets fed. He's a, he's a little poet. Let me out. He was he was yeah, yeah he was definitely expressing food. himself. Yeah, good stuff. This yeah. has been a super great time again. I love everybody's work and there were some of them one a couple of them in there. I'm like that's a children's book. Oh my god, I can't I can't wait to see. I think it was Jane's third poem i was like oh you need an illustrator that would be it was great oh it, what, what was it? it was the it was about just a, it was about giving people change it was jane i loved her third poem but it was i was like oh someone yeah. needs to draw that into a children's book because then they'd learn about compassion or something mm. anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah. cool well thanks everybody uh, this is um fun. yeah it's been incredible like um so yeah, so this is this has been choose uh, choose what we choose life. Uh, please join us again next Wednesday. Um, please read again, um, even if it's something raw, just bring it. And if, if you want to just try it out and see what the reaction is, or see how it feels to speak it out loud, just go for it. That's what we're here for. Um, before we go, I just I just want to say thank you to Pam oh, yeah. for having us again. Thanks to you. Yay! Let everybody know it's, uh, oh, it's Andy it's... Talbot and Aaron Gannon put this together. Choose Poetry, Choose Life. It was for the Glasgow Lit Fringe indoor thing, but now we're just doing it anyway. Woohoo! Just because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Thank you. Um, so, yeah, please sign up again. Um, share the event um, when we put it up if you can. Um, invite your friends. Um, yeah, just. Yeah, have fun. Thanks for joining us. Um, Bye. I'm going to close this thing out now, but uh, thanks for turning up. That's all she wrote, folks. That's fun. That was great. Poetry. Poetry from Glasgow. And I got to be part of it. I got to read my poems. Oh, it's so good. I'm, I just, I'm such, I'm just over the moon to have an opportunity to read my poems that nobody else will read. And it's from people far away, right? So like, they don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, the sun's out now. I'm so excited. This has been AltaCast coming up at two o'clock. Some call me Tim. I'm getting a call from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Yeah. And we'll be back here. Thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio.
La Misa Negra from their album Misa de Medianoche. We heard El Cumbion de Congrejo. La Misa Negra is playing tomorrow night, September 3rd, tomorrow night at the Independent here in San Francisco, Oakland band La Misa Negra. And before that, the Oakland artist Fantastic Negrito. His brand new album is entitled The Last Days of Oakland. And we heard the conversational opening there and then the track Working Poor, the story, the ongoing endless story of the working poor here in the Bay Area. Fantastic Negrito, The Last Days of Oakland is his new release straight out the box for 2016. And that does it for today's ride on the morning train. I thank you for joining me and hope you will do so again next Friday at 10 a.m. And until that time, this is J.D. Buell saying, make it a great day for someone. of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pay 